Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Facing your demons is a very uncomfortable feeling, but the path towards growth means that one must undoubtedly tread through his or her fair share of discomfort. This conversation was a long time coming, not only because it covers a topic I've become quite vocal about, but also because it forced me to revisit my own journey towards acceptance. Martin Binet, powerful speaker and mental health advocate, was the one I reached out to when I had reached a point where the stress, anxiety, confusion, and darkness were rather hard to deal with. Indeed, it takes a very keen sense of patience, wisdom, and empathy to help someone out in this particular kind of need. Having dealt with mental health issues in his own right for over 20 years, Martin is no stranger to the kind of toxic and oftentimes destructive internal dialogue that can lead to some unfortunate outcomes. Neither Martin nor I are therapists or mental health specialists, but if this exchange can encourage you to seek the help that you or a loved one might need, then all the better. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 97 with Martin Binet. Here we go. What's important to talk about the fact that this conversation, Martin, was overdue. And as I've always been very transparent with the listeners, um, I've had my own personal bouts with uh, depression and uh, anxiety and stress. And I still remember uh, when it happened and when it really hit me someplace really intense and I couldn't quite place it, but I hit you up on Twitter and I really asked you the question like, Martin, how do I know if I'm depressed? And I'm sorry that I don't have that conversation. I wish I could probably screenshot it. All I can say is that I'm happy I reached out and I'm happy that you didn't judge me in your response and by telling me that you know what it's going to start you're not taking the same habits you're not having fun as much as you used to you're not seeing your friends as much as you used to everything has just become mundane and then you're going to switch to you know either substance abuse and then you're going to get to that last level and you were very very knowledgeable about it and of course we met obviously at barbecues and mutual friends like months later and i really thanked you for being so forthcoming and helping me out um, because looking back at it, and I think that's the important part of why I wanted to have you on the show is because I realize, especially for men, because that's important. That's why I want to have to have you on for men. It is really hard to talk. And I just want to throw that one to you, Martin. And again, thank you so much for being so transparent, being so open for everything that you do. We're definitely going to touch on your blog and your own personal journey, but just the very simple question, because it always touches me. Why is it so hard for men to talk? Well, first of all, uh, Ali, thanks for uh, for the invite. I do appreciate it. Um, uh, and to uh, answer your question, uh, I think that's the one million dollar question. Um, I'm not a psychologist. I'm I'm a man, <laughs> and 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 for uh, from personal experience, I I could say that. Some of it could be our upbringing. I know that we're probably at the same, around the same age. Mm -hmm. um, we, we were brought up by baby boomers. And you know what? Uh, if I look at my own history, my own 
personal uh, family history. My father was raised by uh, by two uh, deaf persons. So uh, let's say that communication wasn't wasn't the greatest in the household. Having um, uh, having two parents who cannot hear you when you talk. My my, my obviously my father is not deaf at all. Uh, but um, I could say that my father did the best. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, communication skill was wasn't his best. Um, and, and, and that's that's the first part of the equation. I think that most of it is from our upbringing. And the second thing is 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 I'll say it's cultural. It, it, it's just like you know what um, men. Um, we were we were raised and and you shouldn't talk about your feelings you shouldn't talk about having issues uh uh, uh l- like uh get up uh toughen up and 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 get through it that's 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 the way i see it that's there's a a upbringing part of the equation as well as uh, as a cultural aspect which is the man's supposed to be strong. Doesn't uh, failure is not an option. Uh, uh, you know what? I heard so many stories of men who didn't want to talk about their mental health issue because they didn't want to be judged as the weak link in the family or or someone who is uh, who, who who has a uh, um, a disease um, or pinpoint as being crazy you know what so there's a there's a lot of things that could explain to it but Mm -hmm. i'll say that that that's the two most uh obvious to me the upbringing um and and also the fact that you know what men uh we're we're so afraid of, of of speaking out sometime because we fear that we may be judged as as uh, as a failure, uh, so we need to change that. We need to to change that perspective, that that um, that cycle uh, of negativity. Talking is not failure. Talking is strength uh, uh, for a man. Um, it's important to be able um to find someone that you can trust and mm-hmm. that you know that you won't be judged and to talk about your issue it may be it may sounds different like it may sound different than 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 a a uh, a woman obviously we're different but just to talk about it in our own words in on on our own way uh um it's important to to um, to open that that line of communication, to open that dialogue, uh, and and I'll say honestly, mm-hmm. Olivier, this is my mission in life. <laughs> it, it, really? It, 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 absolutely. It's with with my blog, with my project. I I I done some. I, I've done lots of public speaking events. And I'll say that 75% of the attendees in these public 
speaking events are mostly women, and that's fine. But the 25%, I would like it to be um, a little bit more. Uh, I, I, I have some great conversation with men. Uh, I, I, I do understand that it's sometimes difficult to open up, uh, but we need to keep going. Um, it's a mission in life for me. It's a, uh, uh, I want, I want to be an example. Like that's exactly what I did five years ago and it literally saved my life. So if I could inspire someone, another man to see, you know what? Hey, Martin did it. He didn't lose his job. He didn't lose, he didn't lose his family. He's, he's just well, he's, he's happy and, 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 and successful. Why can't I? So uh, if I can inspire um, some other men to open up, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just be grateful for that. And so be it, because you touched on something that we touched on so many things, um, but you touched on something right there in terms of what is perceived as, you know, having, excuse the expression, having your shit together, having it all figured out, being successful, being happy. Why in the world would you have mental health issues? Like, come on, like, you know, health. So all this to say that I'm guessing from your experience, and I'm sure you can touch on that. Mental health doesn't have a face. Mental health does not discriminate. That's what I learned. It can happen to anyone for any reason. You just need to listen. That's what I've got. I'm not sure if you could touch on that because a lot of people, you know, definitely talk about, you know, what, you know, mental health is supposed to look like. You know, for when you hear mental health, you often try to think it's just, quote unquote, crazy. But that's not what it is. And we need to break that taboo as well. Yeah, it, you're, you're, you're right. And then you touched a great, great point that mental illness doesn't discriminate, doesn't have a face. And it, it is absolutely true. Uh, you can be rich. Uh, we've seen it with uh, some high profile uh, personalities last couple of years. Tyler Bennington, Robin Williams, and, and, and uh, all of these uh, um personalities and celebrities that went up and 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 uh, uh and took their own life um for different reason but a lot of people suffer from depression or or mental illness it could you could be poor you could be rich you could be uh um you for any any nationality uh any race it doesn't discriminate and and everyone of us could and will probably face a mental health issue in our lifetime. Uh, every one of us, we say that it's one in four right now. And I'm leaning towards, I've seen some stats lately that shows that we're leaning towards one in three oh, wow. that, that, that will suffer from, from mental illness during, uh, their lifespan. So it, it, it is, uh, I call it the the uh, an epidemic. It is an epidemic. Uh, uh, I've seen so many young men, young uh, um, uh, women uh, living with this. Uh, I'll call that a bullet around their ankle, unable to. Um, uh, unable to do and be to do anything or be happy in their life, it being 
being like uh, strapped with anxiety, unable to uh, uh, enjoy life. Um, I've done a public speaking event at a CEGEP last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the teacher told me before the public speaking event that he, in his own mind, he said that three-fourths of his class were suffering of some sort of mental illness. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, so it is the good thing, though, on a positive side. Let's go on a positive side, Olivier, is that mm-hmm. I, I remember my first bout with depression and, 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 and panic attack. It started in 1994. So we're talking 25 years ago. Oh, wow. 25, 25 years ago, the Internet wasn't even there. We're just no. starting in 94. Um, uh, there was no uh, Bell Let's Talk. There was no campaign for uh, a mental health awareness. Uh, it was it was I remember when I was, went to see my doctor. And he told me that I was suffering from anxiety and, and depression. For me, it, it was the. The mental institution. I was going straight at that at uh, mental institution, and, and I was thinking about Jack Nicholson that uh, uh, flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I'm not joking. It it, it is. It, it was that mentality way back when. There's still some some um, uh, let's call it uh, prejudice taboos around uh, mental health, but we. We've come a long way. We've we come a long way. People are talking more and more about about it. Just the fact that we're having that conversation right now. Just the fact that I'm able, like some others, to have a blog, have a platform to talk about it. Just the fact that we have a, a, a mental health uh, campaign uh, each and every year from Bell, from other organizations. It shows that the movement is starting to gain momentum. Uh, and and I, I've talked to someone just this afternoon about this, this subject. If I may, Olivier, I think that these campaigns are absolutely great. They've been around for, I think, around eight years now. Mm-hmm. And we touch on something very important and we started our discussion about why men doesn't talk or or are not willing to talk about their mental illness but you know what we put a lot of emphasis on the fact that you need to talk when you have issues it's important not it's important to talk don't keep that for yourself but the issue that i have is that is there anyone listening Okay. I got a lot of people who wrote to me, or even at public speaking, um, they came to me and they say, you know what, I'm ready to talk. Because they've seen others do it. They've seen the campaign. They're ready to talk. But there's no one listening. Husband, wife, colleague boss are not prepared or are not open to listen so they they are at square one we are we have lots of people who are ready to talk 
mm-hmm. but nobody's there listening. And what I mean listening is that put your damn cell phone away, not in your pocket. Just keep that away. Don't look at your phone and listen to the person who, are, who is talking. Don't try to find solution to to his situation, to his issues. It's just listening. And it is something that we have a problem right now in our society in 2019 is that we have such a short attention span focus focus that it's hard for us to even stand a conversation for 25 minutes. And listening. It's a long time for some people, 25 minutes, just listening to someone. That's right. And I I, I had some conversation with, with some people and I'm calling conversation, but it was more dialogue, a monologue being that the person talked to me about their issue. I didn't say a word. I was just there. Be present. And and this is something I don't know if we need to teach that in school. I don't know if but I think that we need to change a little bit of the um, the team of these campaign. Because people are willing, I do believe that more and more people are willing to talk. Willing to talk. But I don't think that everyone is open to listening. And it's it's not easy to, to listen. It's not easy to listen. I know everyone could relate to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing what, uh, these are difficult, difficult conversation to have with someone listening to their to their issues or and, and but we need to do it and empathy and conversation if you'd allow me uh, empathy of conversation and the the skill to listen it's a skill it's an acquired skill and of course for the person that's willing to talk you have to find that that person of trust who is willing to open up and listen to you but what often happens and i'm having dealt with this and i can only speak from my own experience you often don't want to burden. You don't want to take that weight of your emotions and your feelings and your discomforts and your stress and your anxiety and dump it onto someone because you care about the person so much. You don't want to be, you know, that um, that source of toxicity because it is heavy. Yep. So you're mindful of that. And that's why I guess most people keep it in. That's my interpretation of what I lived. 100 uh, percent agreed. Um, I I. I, I even myself, it took me 20 years, Olivier, to even open up about it. In in 2014, when I first talked, I, I called it, even though I don't like the term, I call it my coming out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it was on the day that Robin William uh, took, took his, his own life. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It shook me to my core. And... I've decided to open up about it. And you know what? It was 2014. Um, I wrote down a um, Facebook post saying that I was living with mental illness for the last 20 years. Even my brother, my own little brother, didn't, didn't, didn't even know that I was living with anxiety and depression for 20 years. Uh, there were like two or three people who knew about it. And you're absolutely right. The reason why I didn't talk talked about talked about that to my brother was that I didn't want to burden him with 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 that. But let's see it the other way. 
if it's a, if it's a burden for someone who is living with mental illness that they don't want to um, um, put that like you call it the level of toxicity to to someone else or it's 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 important for someone like a friend like a family member like a colleague to go uh, I'll say and go and get them to make sure that you know what I'm there for you there's a very nice video on YouTube it's it's a French actor Omar Sy mm -hmm. who who he was invited to a panel and and he talked about the fact that nobody listens anymore and he talked about the fact that it is our responsibility sometime to go to to go forward and really ask the question like let's say that we go on a barbecue uh you and i i'll ask you a question are you doing olivier it's a common question everybody common question you, you always ask that question every day to like 12 people but saying no you know what how do you do with with the intention of listening be present give sign to the other people that you're 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 there that you're open to listen that goes a long way to eliminate that burden of you know what i don't want to dump all that like you shit like you said that shit on that someone else no that person is ready to listen so it, it it's a it, it's like a tango it takes two to tango it so does. if the person is willing to listen the person who will will need to talk will be more open to do it if they feel that the person is present that they won't be judged and they that person won't be in in, in solution mode uh just just be present like I, i i read something on on the internet it was a couple of months ago it said like like god created us with two ears and one mouth so you're supposed to listen twice as much as we as we talk as so we talk. i i that i i do believe that is true so that's the perfect example so just shut up and listen don't Thanks. try to save the world don't try to save the person just be there and be present a lot of people get that mixed up when people are reaching out to you they're not necessarily looking as you said they're not necessarily looking for a solution but just the simple matter of knowing that you are being heard makes a hell of a lot of a difference um i also saw a ted talk with this gentleman who was a specialist in um in uh what's it called uh, but um what am i going to call it? anyway he's a he's a police officer but he specialized in because uh, he works in san francisco not far from the from the um golden gate bridge and as you know unfortunately he has a sad reputation of people doing attempted suicide on there so he's specialized in a specialized unit in san francisco police with people who actually sit there and talk to the people and he's like if you're not ready to listen you're in the wrong troop you're in the wrong core of the police because these are people who are going at their last wit This is their this manifestation of I need to be heard. Please listen to me. And sometimes we can. We can. Once he spent five hours listening to a guy, and the guy eventually said, "Thank you for listening. 
and then he let go and he jumped. And these are very real stories. And you need to be able to listen. Again, you can't solve everybody's problems, but you need to be able to listen. And that's a really big step, which a lot of people need still need to learn. You're so right. And 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 you said it right. The greatest gift that you could receive is is just that simple phrase that these simple words thank you for listening. It it is just amazing when you receive when you're you're on the receiving end of these words, it means that you were there, you weren't judgmental, you weren't uh uh in solution mode, you were there prepared if and, 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 and just accepting the fact that that person um is going through tough times and they need you right now. So uh I I I saw the the TED talk that you're talking about and you're absolutely right. Listening is is a um is is a skill that we need to um we need to put more effort into it. You talked about your upbringing uh because I'm still trying to Put my because it's totally impossible because I'm trying to empathize and I'm trying to see the weight of living with your condition. Let's just call it your mental illness and your issues, your stress and your anxiety for 20 years. That is a long time to carry a lot of baggage. So I'm really wondering what is life like throughout these 20 years? Because I'm sure you're 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 working, you're doing your thing. Again, we talked about mental health has no face, but. 20 years martin like what what was the roadblock that again i know it sounds cheesy now but why couldn't you just reach out to someone what 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 was blocking you well the um the first and uh i'll say the most profound one the, the, the most biggest roadblock was judgment uh Let's go back 20 years, 25 years in 1994, from mm -hmm. 1994 to 2014. Um, I was just scared. <laughs> I was scared to death of being uh, judged for who I am really, who I thought I was, and, and which is, was a crazy guy, a... a, a uh, a monster, a, uh, a, a serial killer to be, because that's the portrait of a crazy guy that, that it shows on the news. Um, uh, and and um, I'll say that the, being judged by uh, members of your family or, or, or but sometimes it's, it's all, I won't say it's all in your head, But you you think that you're gonna uh, we talked about burden we talked about uh, um, dumping your shit on someone else mm -hmm. uh, that's another factor as well um, the the other factor more on a more personal level is that I I live with uh, dysthymia which is a, a type of, uh, it's not bipolar disorder, it's just like uh, cyclical uh, depression. So there were some very good times in those 20 years. So every time I had some great or good months, 
I thought that I was ill, that I was, that the, uh, well, fi- it, the nightmare was finally over, but it was always coming back. So I was always trying to find um, the magic pill or something that will make this disease go away. And what happened in 2014, and uh, it was, it was, like I said earlier, on the day that Robin Williams uh, took his own life, I just find out that, that, that I lived a lie for 20 years. I wore a mask or a costume for 20 years. If you, you would have asked my friends, they will have said, oh, Martin is a joker. He's always making jokes and always dress up at parties and, and always smiling. Um, hell no, he doesn't have any mental issue because that's the role I was playing for 20 years. So after 20 years, it gets on you. <laughs> it, it does. It, 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 after 20 years, I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired. I need, I need to be true to myself. Never been happier in my life since I said it out loud uh, because I was living a lie. I wasn't even myself. And amazing. I, I didn't accept the fact that I was living with a mental illness, but also I didn't accept the fact that I will live with this mental illness for the rest of my life. And I will probably have to take medication for the rest of my life. There's other conditions that you can heal. Like some people will have a bout of depression. They will take some medication and they will get off medication after, after a few months. And they will never get another depression in their, in their life. Mm-hmm. But me, I know the parallel I, I make of my, let's call it my disease, is like diabetes. I have to take this medication because... If I do not, I will probably die. It sounds harsh. It sounds hard to say, but it is. So it was hard for me to accept that I have a disease, mm-hmm. that that I have a illness that will that I will I will have to carry on with the rest of my life. But you know what? Instead of seeing it as a negative. In 2014, I decided to see it as a positive. It's hard to do. <laughs> it doesn't happen in a, in, a, <laughs> in a day. But I decided, you know what? The more I talked about it, if I could go on and 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 wrote uh, and write my story and 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 do some public speaking, something positive will come out of this. And I'll say, in honesty. Honestly, uh, Olivier, things that there was there there's so many positive things that 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 came out the last five years, and I do believe deep in my heart that most of it is because I'm authentic now, I'm true to myself, and the person who surrounded me the job that i have the uh, career all of these stuff everyone knows who i am truly and that's why i do believe that 
I'm more happy. I'm way more happy now than I than I used to be because I've decided to accept my illness. And this is one of the when when you ask me what took you so long? Mm-hmm. Judgment, yes. But the fact that I didn't want to accept it. And this is also a I'll say maybe it's even harder for men. We've talked about this earlier, but to accept that you have a mental illness, not not only today, but for the rest of your life, it's very hard to do. And I was able to to go through this and and go through that process. And and the reason why we're discussing this today and and I'm I'm open every other day with anybody is because I'm so comfortable with this right now that I I acceptation acceptance is 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 very very important but it's very hard to do yes it is yes it is it's such a powerful step because you can't do any work on yourself i like to use this quote a lot the best way to get out of a hole the first step to getting out of a hole stop digging that's the first step. You need to stop repeating the same patterns or keep telling yourself. You talked about a mask, I, and you also talked about living a lie. You need to stop lying, first of all, to yourself. Because wherever you go, you're still stuck with that lie. And that is a very uncomfortable feeling to live with. And I applaud you, you know, for taking that step. And I do remember that blog post. And I do remember uh, when you came out, on, I don't know we're coming up, but again, when you manifested, you know, this acceptance of yourself, when you're conditioned into yourself and I wanted to ask you the question because you also talked about your upbringing you know the relationship because um, I want to touch on that my question is twofold um, your relationship with your father as you mentioned okay you know it was in you know the best that we could our relationship with our parents is always the best that we could because as parents ourselves we understand that our parents are just trying to figure it out but when you compare that you take your upbringing because I believe we always have a choice and I'm just trying to be curious as to how you are relating in terms of, you know, your relationship with your children and your emotions and, you know, being, you know, nurtured because we have to guide our children through this life. And I'm just wondering what your dynamic with your kids is like and how, you know, the tools you're giving them, you know, to go forward on their own road. Yeah, that's that's a great question to I'll, I'll, I'll make it short. Take your time. The. um the goal I gave myself is to break the cycle of silence that 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 was common in the Binet household. I know that my father didn't speak with his father, and probably the same with my great great grandfather. So it was a cycle of non-communication and keep your feeling to yourself. Be a man, be strong, shut the L up. And, 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 and so with my son and with my daughter, my goal, and this is exactly what I'm doing, is to break that cycle of silence and be authentic and talked about any subject that you want. I have a 17-year-old son, 10-year-old uh, daughter. Um, my relationship with them is just exceptional. I, I, I totally, 100%, they know 
I told them everything. Um, maybe conversation is more, it's different because they're, they're seven years apart, but they know that what their dad went through, they know what their dad is going through, and I made a promise to themselves it is 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 I'll always be honest with you guys. Sometimes dad will have some bad days. And I remember my dad when I was young. My dad, when he had some bad days, he will sit on the couch, watch TV, grab a beer. Never spoke didn't spoke a word. Keep that to himself. So that's what I meant when I said I want to break the silence. Break the cycle. The cycle of silence is that me, I'm going straight to my my kids and I say, you know what? Today, I have anxiety at a level that I'm I, I truly cannot maybe go outside. It happens less and less now, but I have some bad days. I. I that's the reality of living with mental illness. So being authentic with your child, being honest with them, that's that's the the most important thing for me. Uh, so that's the I'll say that's the thing that I I I I, I tend to work more and more with my with my child. So when they have kids, they won't go back to the cycle of silence they will know that the cycle has been broken and they will be able to talk more to be authentic and and honest with with their own child about any issues there's so much um honesty and vulnerability that needs to happen because that's really what stuff i get from every blog post that you put out which definitely i'll link to up into uh, into the blog post for this episode but when I'm talking about vulnerability, and that's something that I had to come to terms with myself, and uh, I'm going to be very honest because my wife has been pushing me to have you on the podcast for such a long time. But the thing is, I'm guessing, told being totally vulnerable, I think also for me, it's not really um, judgment. It's mostly fear uh, because for a really, really long time, my friends know this, and I've had to apologize in that sense because when you're always the go-to person for positivity – and, you know, just feeling good and giving people pep. But there's never that person to be willing to ready, ready to hear you. And for a long time, I felt like a hypocrite because I didn't feel like I talk, could talk to my wife. Um, I just had my daughter and my son was born. So I got to be tough. I got to be here. I got to be able to provide. I got to be, be, be strong. And for the longest time, you bottle that stuff in. And then when some very stupid thing happens and you become super angry and you blow up and you realize that, okay, I am not okay right now. And a lot of people are not willing to admit the fact that it's okay to not be okay. Like you said, daddy's going to have a bad day. I am dealing with anxiety right now. And that is a new language I've started to adopt within my relationship with my wife and my kids. And to be very honest with the fact that, you know what? Daddy can't play right now. I need me time. I, baby, I I can't I cannot have this conversation right now. Like, please, I just need five minutes of silence. You need to be as uncomfortable as it is. Is what I hear from you. You need to be able to let people know around you 
that this is not you are not the best person, the best version of yourself right now. And you have to say that. Yep. It's really tough. Really tough. Um definitely we'd have to talk about the blog. Um why a blog form? Because again, you could have kept it to yourself, you could have just journaled, but you decided to put it up the internet. You know, just write all these wonderful blog pieces that reach out to everyone and it took on a life of its own. You actually built a community around it, speaking engagements all over the place. And I was just wondering, like, okay, since its inception and five years later, still going strong, you even have a collaborator now. Even when you talked about closing shop, and that really frightened me because I'm really curious. <laughs> it got so successful. And then just like that, just like Jordan, okay, I'm done. It's like, okay, where did that come from? Why did you want to close shop? Well, it's... Uh... First of all, five years, um, it, it's, and I, and remember, I started by myself. Mm-hmm. I have a family. I, I have a job. Um, and, and, and my career during that span was, by that five years just went, uh, uphill and uphill. And I, 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 I it took me lots of time. So you got to prioritize sometimes. So I mm-hmm. didn't have as much time that I would like. And I didn't have as much time that I, at first, when I beginning, when I begins uh, in 2014. So mm-hmm. I took this decision to close it down because I didn't feel, uh, I feel that I, I, I was disrespecting my 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 community or my uh, my followers because I used to wrote down a blog po- blog post maybe once a week but now yeah. I was writing stuff like once every three four months which is not a good thing mm-hmm. um, and um, also when when you're dealing with uh, with a subject like mental illness, um, it could take a lot of of, of um, feel some kind of pressure on yourself because a lot of people write to me or uh, send me emails or text or whatnot about their condition and i'm okay with that but sometimes you don't have you don't always have the time to answer them back uh and you know what we're all human it's difficult to uh you want to spend a a great evening with your wife and and just like watching a movie but you're on a blog and you're answering uh emails or or messages and and whatnot so it took a lot of space in my life so i i had to make a choice um, to close it down. Uh, but luckily, lots, lots, it showed me that the community, the, the, the community that we built um, with Antje Dusare uh, was such a success and, and it, it was phenomenal because I received tons and tons of, 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 of thanks and and messages positive messages i didn't receive any any backlash or any negative messages 
but they all wanted basically they all wanted to help me to try to maintain the blog and 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 the platform so i was kind of surprised you you know what you don't know you you don't know always know when when people like your stuff until you close it down sometime exactly <laughs> and, and 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 a a a star came uh from the sky and and uh, Lydia Lydia Mignot uh she wrote a few blog posts uh on my website she's just fantastic she said you know what i was I was looking to start a, a, a blog myself by, by myself, but I'm totally in if you want me to join you and help you um, keep that Entre deux oreilles alive. So I thought about it and I've decided to keep it going. And oh my, oh my, it just uh, since a month and a half that she's in now, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Um, the uh, the enthusiasm, the 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 engagement that she has, and it even gave me more. It won't. It just gave me that little boost of of getting back to writing and 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 um, keep doing what I love, and and this is basically um, what I decided to do is that. It needs to stay alive um, because people needs to hear stories about um, about recovery, about about uh, about success story, about about people going through dark time, but with with help support. They went through it. They need to hear positive things. And this is what we're trying to do with Ante Duzare. It's trying to be as positive as possible. Uh, there you go. It's, it's not an easy subject. We're not talking about uh, the haves or, or, or uh, sports or, or politics. It is mental illness. And it's not an easy subject. But there's a way that we could... Um, I won't. I could say spin it to make it more positive, and mm-hmm. this is basically what we're trying to do. Always. Um, so uh, it was it was it was closed for for about two two weeks, and now it's it's back on uh, with a vengeance. <laughs> and I'll say that uh, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty happy about it, and and I'm looking forward to to um, expand it. We're we're even discussing some great project like. Like a podcast, this is this is something that I wanted to do for a long time. Didn't mm-hmm. have the time because of career, family, and whatnot. But this is something that could be very interesting to do. It's a platform that is 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 more and more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want to do a lot more, more accessible as well. Technically speaking, it's a lot more accessible. It's a lot easier to launch a podcast now. Yeah, and uh, I want to do more public speaking engagement. Because this is something that it every time I've done a public speaking engagement, there's two feelings that I feel like 
a thousand percent or it is it's so intense first is always fear fear of failure fear of uh of, of missing out uh of fear of uh of people judging me and these feelings are mostly before public the, the public speaking engagement but every time i finish it's always um it's always so rewarding to hear the positive feedback that you change some life you even save some lives so i'm always like on 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 cloud number nine every time i, I i've done some public speaking engagement uh so i want to do more of that so uh it's not the end of Entre Deux Oreilles. I'll say it's the Entre Deux Oreilles 2.0, and uh, we're we're ready to uh, to uh, make it bigger, um, to try to uh, reach as many people as possible. It's an amazing an amazing journey for the blog because once it started, and like I said, every single blog post is your personal um, account of this journey, examples to take. And as you said, you touched on something very real. You're not a therapist. I'm not a therapist. And people, I guess, are tired of just hearing it from the experts. Experts have their place. But what you, I, and everybody else built around this, the community that you build with Entre les Deux Oreilles, is the fact that we need to know amongst each other, you know, as they say in French, se serrer les coudes, you know, we're in this together, and just support each other. And to know that Martin did it, Olivier did it, Olivier's dealing with it, or so-and-so is going through it, or, you know, who else can I talk to? Where can I go? Where are meetings happening? How can I reach out? How can I be a better father? How can I be a better employee? How do I talk to bosses? How can I, as a boss, be more receptive to my employees' needs? We need to have this conversation open, again, not just for men, but as a community, as a collective, as human beings. These feelings are very real, and that is something, that's a message that you're proving that needs to be, um, you know, promoted and that needs to be, you know, every single day. We need to have this conversation to have it keep it going. It's a very courageous thing you're doing, Martin, and you need to be acknowledged for that because it's not easy. And I would totally understand, you know, with this podcast myself, you know, I have my day job, I have my kids, I have my wife, I got so many other obligations. But this podcast as well is something that I'm really trying to help people connect and have these conversations where people need to know that, you know, it's okay to take your time and do things at your own pace. Your story is not my story, but through our own examples, we can build each other up. And that's something I want to applaud you for because it's definitely something, it's a very courageous, a very honest and very sincere mission. And you talked about living your personal truth. That is definitely something that you're doing. I believe it. That's something that you're doing and that's that's only going to push you even forward because you talked about these five years. I'm only curious to see what happens in the next 10. And I wish you nothing but the best with that. Thanks, Ali. I do, uh, I do appreciate your support always. Mm. I know I promise not to keep you up too long. I know we're coming on top of the hour, Martin. Again, I want to thank you for this terrific conversation um, born out of, you know, genuine friendship. I want to thank you for, you know, helping me out in my own, you know, personal dark chapter uh, for, you know, being such a welcoming person because, again, you could have brushed it off. You never know what you do in those moments of confusion, but I'm very open in thanking you um, for, you know, giving me the support that I needed, you know, to reach out you know, to uh, different uh, professionals and to take care of myself. And I'm better now, as always. I'm, I know my triggers now, so I'm doing a lot better. But and again, thank you, 
Martin. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for um, for everything, for the support, for the message, for your blog posts, for this community that you've built. Um, wish you nothing but success. But as always, for people who are curious, uh, where can we find you on the interwebs? Uh, we, I'm definitely going to link up the blog for Entrez des Oreilles, but any other places that people can connect with you? Absolutely. We're uh, we're on Facebook at Entrez des Oreilles. You can reach us on Twitter as well at uh, Les Deux Oreilles. Um, if Well, if you go on the website, you'll have all of our platform. We have an Instagram as well. So uh, lots of ways to reach us. Um, mostly our blog posts, um, our posts are, are done on Facebook and, and published on our, uh, on our site as well. So um, uh, come join us and... Uh, Rest assured that uh, we'll take care of you guys. And uh, if you ever need some uh, someone to, uh, um, if you ever need some help, uh, we'll be there for you guys. Epic. Last, uh, last but not least, as a running tradition on the podcast, I always like to leave the floor up to the guest. Uh, just a simple quote, a thought, uh, a call to action, any positive, uh, any positive, you know, step that uh, and uh, the listeners can actually wake up tomorrow and take that next step towards the next level. Any, any personal thoughts, any quotes you want to leave the listeners with? Oh, that's uh, that's a great question. Um, personal quote. Uh, I'll say that. Um, on a personal note, uh, there's a quote that I do like is that, um, um, through the storm, I'm, I, I, I'm now, uh, able to dance, uh, under the rain. So, uh, if there's ever rain in your life, um, dance, uh, talked about it, uh, reach out. There's always, uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I, I am the, uh, I, I, I am the, a very good example of that. Um, uh, and, um, enjoy life. Life is beautiful. Life is ever so beautiful. Guys, he is Martin Binet, a wonderful public speaker, all around tough, all around awesome guy, uh, founder and, uh, you know, <laughs> founder and, uh, editor And if you need to look at his blog, you need to check out his blog, uh, I can't repeat it. Um, how many times I'm going to repeat it tonight? You need to go check out his blog. If you're dealing with issues, mental illness, stress, anxiety, like I said, Martin is not a therapist, but guys, he is such a, just like you, regular everyday guy who has been through the storm, dealt with it for over 20 years. And like me, Definitely, when you're dealing with these personal issues of personal uh, stress, anxiety, and you know depression, even you need to talk to someone. And throughout these personal stories, you definitely need to realize that it's okay. And as you know, there is always light at the end of the tunnel, my friends. It's a terrific conversation. It's a difficult conversation. I'm happy that we could have had it. Thank you so much for being a part of this wonderful new episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Guys, uh, check out this episode once the blog post goes live. Thank you so much for listening and always being a part of this journey. You can always reach us at awakentheawesome at gmail.com. And guys, as always, have a terrific evening and stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Austin podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, 
please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.